This is the East Nashville Yacht Club Podcast. My name is Kellen Cole, sitting here with my main man, the Mayor of Madison, Richard Lips. How are you doing this lovely evening? Hey, doing well, man. How about you? Just sitting on a rainbow. There it is. There it is. Hey, uh, thank you guys for uh, listening to us, wherever you are, whatever day of the week this is. Uh, we really appreciate it. We got a special uh, show for you tonight. We do? We do. We got a special guest in, in the uh, shop. Uh, he is a country musician, but probably better known for being a uh, one of the live-ins uh, MTV Real World. John Brennan from Season John 2, Brennan. Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Are we allowed to say your last name? Yeah, you got to. I'm, I'm trying to promote a career here. Yeah. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, yeah. thanks for the invitation. Uh, so we were talking beforehand about how this came about, that we asked you to come on here. And uh, me and him were hanging out. And he asked, uh, do you know who's following us on Instagram? And I said, uh, who? And he said, John <laughs> from, Real, from Real, World. Real World. And I immediately said, true story. <laughs> yeah. That's what <laughs> I tell you, man. I say that every time. Every yeah. time somebody says true story, I How say that How often do you time. hear that? Well, very often in the 90s, I couldn't go anywhere without somebody saying, hey, say true story. And then whoever I'm with is like, that's a random thing to be asked to do. Why are they asking you to do that? <laughs> oh, yeah. None of my friends watch the dumb show I'm on, so they don't yeah. know. But So how that happened was, you know, the intro of the show. This yeah, is the right. true story of seven yeah. strangers, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And so the producers said, okay, John, we're doing the intro. We just want you to sing it in your most nasal, Dwight Yoakam, twangy country <laughs> voice you can. Mm-hmm. So I got to, this is the true story. And I maybe sang one other line, and they just doubled over laughing. They're like, stop, stop, stop. I'm like, that's not what you wanted. They're like, that's all we needed. And so <laughs> they took true story. And now it's it's my personal hashtag. So they had an ear for it then. They knew what they wanted. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I, yeah, I thought that like watching the show, they knew what they wanted when they cast you. They did. Actually, actually, I for the longest time, I don't know if it's true anymore, I was the youngest one to ever be cast. I was mm-hmm. 17 years old. What? I graduated high school in Owensboro, Kentucky, and then I came to Belmont University for mm-hmm. my first semester of college, and that's where they found me. And um, I'd never applied. I didn't apply to be on it. Mm-hmm. Um, they'd done one series, one season before in mm-hmm. New York, and they found me downtown Nashville at the convention center. And they, you know, walked up to me. I'm wearing my hat and my boots, and they're like, "You look like a singer." I'm like, "You're in Nashville. Everybody here's a singer." <laughs> yeah. And you yeah. got to remember, this is 1992, so yeah. you know Garth Brooks and Alan Jackson. Everybody mm-hmm. was tearing up the charts. Even people didn't like country music, so they wanted a country music singer. Yeah. They came to Nashville to find one. And uh, so, so they just came and just started walking just, around the city. And, they stalked me and just saw yep. you. Yep. I will say, look at your clothes. It was very nineties country. Oh, it was so nineties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whitewashed jeans, almost like these. Yeah. Right a lot the of a lot of turquoise button ups. Oh, it was. Yeah. Like, Did you uh, have a bolo? Uh, I have one, but you know, not to be serious. Just, yeah. just as you know, as a as a retro thing. I had you know, got to perform on New Year's Eve, and I'm thinking, what am I going to wear? And my mom's like. You need to wear one of those gold Garth Brooks looking shirts that you used to wear. I'm like, Mom, I'm not even sure those were cool then, but I wore them a lot. I wore them a lot, and uh, yeah. So, and then on the season right after me, they knew they were going to be in San Francisco, and they they wanted a bike messenger, so they went and cast Puck. So they yeah. they do kind of know what they yeah. want. So how long did it take them to talk you into uh, actually going on to the a show? A long time, a long time. Um, they got my phone number, and this is before cell phones. I didn't have a cell phone until 1998, so this is 1992. And um, they got my phone number to my dorm room, and we're here at Belmont. Yeah. yeah. 
And they kept calling me. They kept calling me. And I finally just said, look, and this is the truth. I said, look, my dad works for the FBI. I need y'all quit call. Like I have any power to, to have the, you know, he's, he's, he's gone now. Been four years. My dad's been gone. But, uh, but I said, dad, these people keep calling me. And he's like, well, go on the stupid show. I'm like, okay, you tell mom that I'm going to drop out of college and I'm going to move to Los Angeles to be on an MTV show. He said, yeah, you're not going. <laughs> and then I did. So that, so that was the thing that I thought about, too. And you mentioned your age and talking to your dad about this. Being that young, your parents had to be super protective about you doing this. Well, But it was also such a foreign concept, too, yeah. that nobody knew. Well, somebody actually said to me when I started really considering being on it, um, they said, John, you better... You better enjoy this this 15 minutes of fame because this genre of entertainment will never last. <laughs> it's going to be here here today and gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I can't remember exactly who said that to me, but now it's the only genre of successful entertainment. Say. But mom and dad always, uh, you know, first of all, to be on the real world, you have to be pretty stubborn and grounded in personality, which I was. So I think they kind of trusted me to, to go and be true to myself just because I was – you know, so obnoxious with, 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 you know, who I was. Yeah. I was more, you know, a caricature of who I really am. And, um, you know, you can see that stubbornness on the show, even as an 18 year old, I'm 48 years old now. And it's literally been, it's literally been, what's today's date? It's been 30 years to the, almost to the day. Today's the 15th. So I got in a Winnebago with Tammy and Dominic this week, 30 years ago. And, uh, and then of course, I don't know if everybody knows this, but that the the ten day trip to Los Angeles in the Winnebago sparked the whole season uh, series road rules. Yeah, I wonder if they used y'all as a pilot. Well, it they it it sparked the idea. It um, just I think they idea. actually went and did an official pilot after that, mm-hmm. which no, nobody ever saw. But and then they did season one, and Mark Long was on season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I always and, say anytime. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat <laughs> and um, uh, who's the who's the girl that's on extra? Uh, Kit Hoover, was it she, Kit? Kit Kit. Maybe I thought her name was Cat. She's on, Kit? Uh, yeah, she's on Extra, right? Okay, or one of those entertainment shows. She's. I but know. I always say, and I'll just say it at the, at the top of this podcast because I always say this on every podcast. I said, look, I started Road Rules, and I was on the first <laughs> challenge ever, so I started the challenge, yeah. and arguably I started the Real World because the New York season sucked, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pioneer of reality TV. Now, that and a quarter gets you nothing anymore. But, but, yeah. And then, you know, when I came back to Nashville after I was on 22 episodes of The Real World in 93. and There were 22 episodes? 22 episodes. The first one had 13. And they're like, oh, that was great. Make more. So we did 22. And then mm-hmm. they're like, 22 is too many. Too These people are going to kill themselves. So they backed it down a little bit. And I got back to – and I always say um, – I got to be on the Grand Ole Opry yeah. this past July, which, which was I thought was awesome. amazing. And John Conley calls me out. He's from Kentucky, like yeah. I'm from Kentucky. And I had redone a song that he had a number one hit with in 1983, I'm Only In It For The Love. Mm-hmm. He heard it. And I had opened for him in Owensboro in my hometown. And so I, I kind of you know, was a fan of him anyway. And, and uh, he heard it. And, and whoever played it for him said, yeah, actually... John's kind of hoping that you'll have him out on the Opry to sing it. He said, well, you tell him I'm singing Friday and Saturday. Which one does he want to come? And this was a Tuesday. Yeah. So I was living in Alabama. So I got to drive to Kentucky and get my mama down to Nashville. And so <laughs> he calls me out. And they're, hey, everybody, make welcome John Brennan. And everybody gives me this you know, polite golf clap. John yeah. Conley asked us to clap for this no-name singer. And so yeah. we will. 
And they said, he said, John's from Kentucky like I am, and he's done one of my songs. And, John, tell him who you are. And I said, okay, all right. So, hey, Grand Ole Opry. Uh, so before there was the Kardashians and Survivor, there was me on The Real World on MTV. And you could just hear the crowd go, oh, my gosh, we know who that guy. And then, then they gave me yeah. a real, you know, like, that's the, the guy from The Real World. Yeah. I'm like, here I am standing on the Grand Ole Opry, and I can't shake the MTV thing. But, you know. That's, what was, you know that's for, gotta man. be a little annoying. Well, you know, I'm I'm a believer it's in a the good Lord. and bad thing. Yeah, one day I'm gonna look God in the face and say, Hey, I just always wanted to be a country music star and, and what's with me being on MTV for thirty years? Because <laughs> <laughs> I got back from I was you know, had this Kardashian fame there for yeah. most of the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm completely anonymous. Like I go anywhere and nobody's like I can even say, I used to be a big star on MTV and they're like, No one cares. Like <laughs> shut your mouth, get in the back of the line. But in the 90s, it was, yeah. it was, it was really huge. And um, I got back here, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to be the biggest thing that hit Nashville. Mm-hmm. You know, like every voice star yeah. and all yeah. these reality yeah. stars now, they get record deals. Not in 1992. And uh, uh, Hold that thought. So I thought that was – so the other night, Chris Daughtry. Oh, Yeah. Was singing at Basement East. I was like, man, that guy was huge. He's good. He's yeah. got very a good great singer. voice. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's that's where he's at. He's now. got a great. He's he, he's got a tremendous voice. But you know, nobody in Nashville Music Row really knew what to do with me. They're like, the guy's a country music singer, but he's on MTV. And they're like, well, he's on MTV because he's a country singer. Right. Yeah. They're like, what is a reality show? How are we gonna sell records with this yeah. guy? It's like, look, don't miss this. Like. Like, this could really work. Everyone knows who I am. Nobody knows who your brand new artist is you're trying to push, but everyone knows who I am. Yeah. They didn't get it. They just didn't get it. So, yeah, and I kind of wondered. Were you not just liking your music, though, back then? You know, I I don't know. I was on the road uh, opening for Alabama, who were my big heroes. I had Winona Judd's manager managing me, so I'm riding around in this 45 foot tour bus. And then Capitol Records actually signed me, and then uh, they never released anything. They signed Trace Adkins, and then they mm-hmm. released me off the roster. And so I can't ever listen to Honky Tonk Badonkadonk. <laughs> like a little tear forms every time that Badonkadonk. And, and so, you know, I mean, I was so close to what I thought, you know, I was really actually enjoying the fame of, of the show. Yeah. And I, I was, you know, this country music artist in Nashville without a hit record and it was just really weird yeah. I didn't have a video on CMT not a song you're known for not nothing. a song at all mm-hmm. no and so I was out there doing original material people loved it because yeah. I was the guy from the real world and then I'd break into hearing the real world from Alan Jackson and <laughs> uh, just because I thought that would be a cool thing to sing while yeah. everybody knew and so it was just you know I had, I had such a great time but I uh, I'm I'm a, like I'm a singer. That's why I was on the yeah. silly reality show to begin with. Well, and I wondered if that was actually a hindrance to the career because they took you as not as yeah. serious because you were on this show. They didn't know what it was. Um, yeah, I mean today, if you were on a reality show and you were a singer, it's like automatic you get a record deal. Yeah, yeah. But back then it was just so confusing. Nobody knew what reality TV was. Yeah. Um, they thought I was uh, faking it. They thought, right. okay, this guy's not really a singer. He's an actor. It's like, no, no one, no one could, no one could <laughs> act through this crap that we live through. Yeah. I mean, you you don't you don't write this script. <laughs> they fought over a blanket, really. It's like <laughs> the way they kicked the guy out. Is this like an elimination show where you try to eliminate your cast members? It's like, no, we were eliminating cast members when you weren't even supposed. <laughs> To be eliminating yeah. cast members, eliminating two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, well, one got married. And one left, and, on and, and that yeah. was planned. They wanted a wedding on the show. 
Oh, really? So they actually cast her because she wanted her wedding on television. Uh-huh. And um, and so she's had three husbands since then. <laughs> she had, it's so funny. Yeah, she's got like all these. But, um, and then and they were mostly all, all, all really great guys. But, yeah, I mean, everything's changed. 30 years changes a lot. We just did a reunion um, mm-hmm. a year ago. And so this is how old we are. What, the and, homecoming? Yeah, home, yeah. Uh, real world Los Angeles homecoming. You know, you know you're old when you go from from MTV to VH1. Okay, well that that happened in the late '90s, yeah. and now you know we never heard the word streaming before. Now we're on Paramount Plus, <laughs> and so that means you're really freaking old. Is that what, or Plus. or uh, people like Yellowstone? They really like that uh, streaming service. And have that. you seen uh, uh, Stallone in Tulsa King? Is it? Good? I've seen the commercials. I saw I've like two episodes. When, when Did I got, you like it? Yeah, but I was getting ready to to come here and. And, and watch a third. Yeah, we were we were watching like all these episodes. I'm like, dang, I gotta go. Put that on pause. But I was laughing. Like, why do they choose Tulsa? What what is it about Tulsa? Because Great it's question. so random. It's so, it's so random. <laughs> they could have chosen any city in the Midwest. I keep thinking on the Yellowstone. I didn't realize they had another prequel. I'm like, good man, they are gonna bleed this cow dry. Yeah, man. <laughs> if it was on Netflix, they would have been uh, canned after the second one season. season two. Se- there was a, there's a show right now on Netflix. I really want to watch. And it's already been canceled. I'm like, well, I'm not going to watch this. Oh. <laughs> there's, there's no sequel. So there's no, no point. Like, yeah. So I'm going to leave, like, watch something and then leave on a cliffhanger knowingly. Yeah. I'm not even going to watch this show because the network thinks it sucks. They're, <laughs> yeah. not, they're not doing the next. That, that's, their, that's their business model. Well, their business model is three seasons. Yeah. Three seasons for everything, and then mm-hmm. people are done. So you're, you're the third person told me that in this week. That's true. Really? Huh? Yeah, 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 that's true. That's yeah. what they do. They do move they, on to the new flavor. Yeah, before they get too big. You know, instead of, you well, know, the, and then they have to start dollars. paying people more money. Yep. So yeah, they're real quick to get off that. It's mm-hmm. all about money. All about money. Oh god, yeah. See oh. now, if if my contract had read properly, I'd be a Brazilianaire because they, you know, in the '90s when you turned on the TV, you just you just clicked through. You landed on MTV. You just mm-hmm. did. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. a cool. Pl- and nine times out of ten, they were showing a marathon of the Real World. Yeah. A lot of and, it in the summer. Yeah, yep. and there were only two or three seasons of the Real World, mm-hmm. and so. We, I was on TV a lot. I would, yeah. I would have been so rich. But, you know, that fine print. They paid you back then? $5,000 for 22 weeks. They actually I didn't realize they Just paid 5, you all that. Thank you, yeah. $5,000 for 22 episodes. So did you have to buy your own groceries and stuff? No, that's what they, they gave us, like, uh, per diem or whatever. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, but, but still five thousand dollars for twenty-two apps. Somebody made uh, a lot tens of, money of millions of dollars. Yeah. That's well. That's why reality TV became so big. There was yeah. no budget. You yeah. didn't have to spend any money to yeah. do. Well, Paying people fact, five thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they wanted to make a a, um, a soap opera. It's what they really intended to do. They did, and they said, "Well, yeah, <laughs> a real life one, basically." But they 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 went to uh, Mary Ellis Bunham, who's the co-creator yeah. of reality TV, and she's she's gone to heaven. So I'll say, God bless her. Yeah, and um, she was a producer of Santa Barbara and one or two or three other big big name soap operas, and she yeah. just said, "Look, I don't think you all have the budget to do what you're trying to do, but my partner John and I, not me, John Murray." Yeah, yeah. Have come up with this crazy idea to do a real life soap opera. We get these people from all different backgrounds and put them in a house and see what happens unscripted. And what are they? Are they actors? No, they're not actors. Mm-hmm. No one could possibly act this ridiculous. Was it truly unscripted? It ne- ne- well, it, yes. Uh, in 1992, it was. Yeah, I was about to say. Now, in the, now in the beginning, yeah. Now in the homecoming we did a year ago. 
they put us back in the exact same house. Yeah. We're literally in the exact same hallway. Which is, I didn't realize that was part of the, I was telling him, I didn't. I thought it was a reunion. I didn't realize that that was the concept. We're back in the same place. Same house. And uh, talking about the same issues. They, they put it on the TV. Here's a clip from 30 years ago. Y'all had this argument. Now what do you think? As a 48, there, my, you know, I was the youngest one. So yeah, every, yeah. my roommates are 52, three years old. And I'm 48, and I still have more sense than all my roommates. <laughs> oh, I thought there were scenes that were going on, and yeah. I'm like, I bet, and I'm trying because you, you know, we knew you were coming on, so I'm trying to put myself in your shoes. I'm like, if I were him right now, I'd be thinking, why did I sign for this shit? <laughs> what, what did, I was like, and I would like just keep thinking to myself. I'm like, they had to pay him now, so like, oh, just hope that check clears Friday. <laughs> just hope that check clears. They paid us good for the homecoming. <laughs> for the, I actually, I actually can't tell you what. I actually can't tell you more than five thousand. More than five thousand. More than five. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I actually we I had two 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 roommates turn it down and just say there's not enough money in the world to make. Us yeah, I saw Dominic and Aaron both turn it down. Yeah, they like John, we're we're professional and we make a lot of money. And I'm like, well, I'm not professional and I don't make a lot of money, yeah. so. I'll be. I'll, I'll be, be in Los I'll be Angeles. There. I'm, I'm trying to be a country music singer, and everybody's already forgotten me. So this is my chance to get my face back on TV. Yeah. And, and um, you know, whatever. But yeah, you know, we're back in that same house having these same stupid arguments. I felt sorry for David. Don't. <laughs> well, I just mean like he had that injury to his head and stuff. Yeah, and but you have to ask yourself the question: Why did he have that injury to his head? Oh uh, well, I didn't think about that. Yeah, I guess he was. There, well, and, just... and I was going to say kudos to you too. You were actually being a genuine person to him. Well, I love him. I mean, he's been my roommate twice in life. Well, yeah, and we did this crazy thing together, and you know he was a victim of horrible circumstances really both times. Yeah, and so I mean. I love all of my roommates. I mean, differently for yeah. sure, and and some of them, some of them are crazy, and some of them are crazier than others. But I mean, I'm, I'm going to love them all. And I mean, he 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 endured a lot of the seeds that he sowed himself. Mm -hmm. But also, he was nuts. He was a yeah. He was, <laughs> but he wasn't any nuttier than the rest of us. He and, was a kid like all of you. Yeah, and 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 you know. He was just—he was a victim of circumstances, and none of us really had to had to endure what he had to endure, and so. Yeah, yeah. I just saw where you said, uh, "Think about what uh, I'll pray for you." To think about what you want me to pray for. And yeah. I was like, man, that's that's a that's not a reality TV moment. That's well, a genuine moment. Yeah, but it was. I mean, I, I didn't I didn't even re. They had a remote camera. You know, technology's come so far that yeah, there used to be a cameraman, and there was with 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 you know big camera on there. Just their, following you the whole time. Yeah, and so it's very obvious when there's a camera on right. you. But when we were on the rooftop, they had this you know mobile remote control camera, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't know if they're listening or not. Felt but, more private. Yeah, and I was just it, I'm, I've been working in churches and doing ministry for the last 25 years, and so that was that was a genuine question. Let here's my buddy I hadn't seen in 30 years. Yeah, he's down and out he's like me needs mm -hmm. this money we wouldn't be here if we didn't you know mm -hmm. i mean the experience was cool too but we need this money i had to find david the yeah. network actually said can you help us find him and i said well i mean i didn't talk to him but he's on my facebook let me see if i can get a hold of him <laughs> it took me about two weeks to even get him to respond i'm like dude they finally want to pay us you got to respond <laughs> and so he calls me and he's like you said pay? What do they want to pay? And I'm, he's like, oh, I'm there. I'm there. I'm like, all right, good, because, you know, we can't get most everybody to come. They're not going to yeah, do this show, and they not, they yeah. definitely want you. He's like, they do? Like, like I got kicked out. I'm like, I think everyone's coming back. You know, we're going to rehash all this. He's like, 
I don't care for what you they're going to pay. You told them that you were going to rehash it? Well, I mean, it was obvious. Well, it, yeah, it was just yeah. obvious. And um, But, yeah, and so that's a question that um, you don't get asked every day and you don't really have the opportunity to ask. But, it, you know, I just felt really the moment of, hey, it, rather than how can I pray for you or is there something you need me to pray? Because I'm a praying person. And yeah. If there was something you knew that I would definitely, that I would for sure be praying, what would it be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he looked at me like, that's a crazy question. Like, no one asks you that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you walk by somebody, how you doing? And you don't wait for the answer. You really don't care how they're doing. It's it's almost like, hi. That's a yeah. hi. How you doing? Uh, well, uh, since, you're, <laughs> since you asked and you're gone now. So we always like, yeah, I'll, I'll pray for you. I'll pray about that. And then you're like, that's just their way of being nice. They're not going right. to remember to pray for you. But mm-hmm. but I phrased it in a way of, hey, if, if you really had something you knew I would pray for, what would it be? And I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Well, it was it was just me trying to, you know, be, be a brother. Genuine. Yeah, just just be a brother because he he's had some he's had some tough things and and uh, yeah, I just wanted to know that that. Aside from the silly show, we're back on again. Like yeah. that—that's—that's that's, that has nothing to do with my relationship with you. Like mm-hmm. that's why I don't know if they showed this or not. So much happened, and we said so much. I can't remember what they edited in and edited out, but uh, I looked. It was at a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh, I said, hey David, you want to be my roommate again? He's like, yeah, you know, because. So uh, that was one thing I saw too, and I didn't even remember from the original that he said you put up, a, uh, asked to put up a Confederate flag, <laughs> and then he. Uh, Admitted to everybody, I, he never, he never did that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, and you know, here I'm living in Alabama mm-hmm. at the time, and you see Confederate flags waving all the time, and and uh, you see them in Nashville. Yeah, and, and, and <laughs> well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm Southern. I'm yeah. a country music singer. Yeah. So I understand this. Hey, I'm from the South, and I'm proud of that. But what Southerners don't realize is that flag doesn't just mean that. Like, come up with a different way of saying you're proud to yeah. be from the South. That's what I tell people all the time. I mean, black people like country music, too. Yeah. And, uh, There's a black it, Opry. Yeah, and I mean, it is, you know, you get you get turned off on some things. Uh, uh, grits is a Southern thing. Like, let's let's play let's yeah. play on the word grits or something like that. But yeah, it doesn't always have to be, you know, the Confederate flag. It does. I've always said I understand when some people say like, oh, well, you know, I don't think of it as a racist thing. I think it's Southern. I, okay. Right. That's the, I get that, but I've never met a racist that didn't have a Confederate flag. Right. So you well, take that however you want to take it, right. but I've, yeah, I and, and haven't to, met a racist that didn't have one. I've always thought it stood for Southern pride, but there's not a black friend that I got that thinks it means Southern pride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, mm-hmm. so let's just, you know what, eliminate that. It doesn't bring you to yeah. it. So just no. eliminate it. Yeah. And so he admitted, yeah, you know, John ne- never actually said that. And they're like, well, we knew that we loved John and that seemed really out of character for him to say, but <laughs> for 30 years, you let us think that. And I'm thinking, and for 30 years, you have never mentioned that to me. <laughs> They're like, no, we just thought that was a side of you we didn't like. I'm like, yeah, like that is a side of me that I don't like and I never said. And I said, David, thanks for clearing that up. We're going to fight. <laughs> so, so for the reunion, uh, compared to the, the first time around, how long were the different uh, times? Timelines like the twenty-two episodes in the beginning. How how long were you guys in the house? We together? were there twenty-two weeks. Twenty-two weeks. Yep, yep. And and yeah, they made twenty-two episodes. So it was not quite six months. It was January through June of nineteen ninety-three. Mm-hmm. And I got back to Nashville. Flew back to Nashville because my home in Kentucky's two hours from here. So yeah. you know, this is the best airport to fly yep. back into the day that the first one aired. 
I love yeah. the old footage of BNA too. It's so cool right, seeing too. old BNA footage. Oh yeah, yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I'm walking through the concourse, it looks totally yeah. different well, think from how it does life now. Changed. You can't bring a camera. Hell no! To the concourse, <laughs> no. and and if you don't have, I didn't a, think about that until you said it. No, and if, you if you're not a ticketed passenger, you can't. You, you can't, you can't uh-uh. even go meet people at the gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, so much life has changed, you know, since then. But yeah, they're following me through the you know BNA. Here comes John, and and they show Nashville. That John's returning yeah. back to Nashville. To you know, little did they know that 30 years later, I'd still be you know <laughs> <laughs> nobody in the music business. <laughs> Nobody's harsh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm uh, I, I love Nashville. I'm excited to be um, back living in Nashville. It's changed tremendously, and the the the, the business has changed so much. Like the, the, the music business. Yeah, like I recorded five songs uh, a year ago, and uh, you know I went and made a bunch of CDs. Well, you're not done singing yet. I'm not <laughs> done singing yet, but nobody wants my CDs. They're like, "What are we gonna do with this?" I'm like, uh, "That's uh, what to say." Frisbee. <laughs> I was about to say we got. I got a new car uh, three years ago, and I was kind of shocked that it didn't have a CD player in it. Yeah, they don't. first time I saw that, that was so foreign to me. That that's a- <laughs> said I got all these CDs in the house. I can't. I can't use anymore. Yeah, nobody, nobody. And we were talking a minute ago. They they don't even make iPods. It's like Mm-mm. you know, it, you got to stream it. It's like stream it. Got to stream it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to make any money in the music business. So mm-hmm. all these artists, they're making. M- m- their money out on the road selling you know forty dollar concert t-shirts because mm-hmm. I was gonna say the whole model has changed yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's all about touring now yeah well they said it was I mean I remember in the early two thousands they're like everything's gonna change it's gonna be nothing like this the whole business and we're like yada 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 everything changes yeah no no like there's no record stores yeah there's there's no you, you got to down the way of the arcade they're yeah. going they're yeah going. yeah. I thought about writing a song, you know, the first song ever to be on MTV was a song called, you know? Uh, video Killed the Radio Star. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to write a song, and it's going to be called uh, Reality Called the Video, Killed the Video Star. <laughs> because they don't they don't show videos anymore, so. I'm surprised that you people You say technology killed the music star. Yeah, yeah. People still make video. Uh, they do. Music videos. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. For YouTube, that. I guess. Yeah, it's, it's all, all on YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. It's weird to me how people find music now because there's no top ten. Just having no top ten format, like you don't have the late night top ten, the call-in station, uh, top nine at nine, whatever it is. But there's TRL, still some kind of, there's that's still kind gone. of billboard. There's still billboards. I mean, you got to Google yeah, it. Yeah, but nobody's looking at billboard. I mean, people watch TRL. People yeah. listen to the radio. You would hear a top ten. So you don't look at the billboards? I thought we were no, music fans. No, don't look at <laughs> I think we're music. You talking about the charts? Yeah. yeah. Like I go and let's say, man, let me see, let's see who the. No, the, I saw Drake had like forty number one. I'm like, how would I know that? <laughs> I listen to a lot of Drake. Yeah. I know Drake's big, but I wouldn't know. Yeah. Which I don't know how you went number one. Well, even when I see people's like sales figures now, I'm like, that doesn't. I don't know how you even understand if that's good or bad because they're so low. Nobody actually sells a million CDs anymore. That's mm-hmm. not a thing. Right. Well, if you sold a million CDs, you'd be a millionaire. Basically. Yeah. yeah. But now, somebody told me the other day in, in the music industry, and I, I don't know if I've got this right or even close, but since I'm a reality star, no, nothing has to be accurate. <laughs> they said, <laughs> if you have it. to get a million streams, and then you'll make $4,000. What? If you get a million streams, <laughs> it only generates 
four thousand dollars. Well, it is like point oh oh one of a dollar, right? Yeah, or yeah, something per, per play. Yeah, I mean, think about that. If you mm-hmm. sold a million CDs, you're a millionaire. But speaking if you get up, John Brennan on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know what Spotify was. You know, here, here's a name you don't hear anymore: Pandora. No, yeah, I have yeah. one friend on Pandora. Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's still around. It's Hell, still around. Uh, LeBron uh, did a commercial a couple of years back uh, for, for Pandora. Pandora? Yeah. No, I never do Pandora. So, so, mm-hmm. so when you make a CD, you go to these services that distribute your music and right. put it out there on. Right. You know, I wanted mine on iTunes because that's where I get my music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now, you know, Apple. I'm not talking Apple Music. I'm talking yeah, iTunes. iTunes. Right. I still spend $1.29 on a song because <laughs> I don't want to stream it. He uses data. I don't know why. I'm just, I'm old school. I'm from, the, all right, I'm, yeah. I'm a product of the 80s and the Sounds 90s. like so. my mom. Does yeah. use data? Yeah. I know. He uses data. So, but, uh, you know, they list all the formats that you want your music to go right. on. So it's, you want your music on TikTok? Well, yeah, I want to go viral. You want it on YouTube? Yeah. You mm-hmm. want it on Spotify? Absolutely. You know what's listed on there? Napster. Napster. Napster is still on there. I'm like, is that a thing anymore? Yeah, I wouldn't say it was. I know. So, yeah, it's still there. MySpace. So when are you going to set up a tour? Because you're going to have to tour. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, actually, we were, we were talking about Tulsa a little while ago. I'm you're actually, going to Tulsa. I've got a show in Tulsa. <laughs> and I'm going to find Stallone. Yeah, i got a show in Tulsa, and uh, I'm trying to uh, Branson? work on uh, Br- If they'll have me, I'll go. <laughs> we'll travel with guitar. Gatlinburg of the West. Yeah, I want to get on tour. And I was you know, touring so much in the 90s and it was, hey, the guy from the real world's here. But now yeah. I want it to be, hey, you know, the guy with the, the, the hit I, songs here. Looking back, too, here. they were showing clips of you playing, you know, on that homecoming and uh, playing in the 90s and stuff afterwards. I'm surprised you didn't get way bigger than you did. They um, they didn't get it. They just they just didn't understand that the, uh, the popularity of, of the show I was on mixed with, I mean... I, I don't sound arrogant, but I mean, I sing country music well. That's what I do. I only do two things really yeah, well. I was telling somebody, I say you don't sound any different than any other guys that were singing country in the nineties. Yeah. That's why I, I was listening to the EP. Different. I'm like, this would been huge in yep. the nineties. How is this not big in the nineties? Yeah, I don't know. I, they just they just didn't understand. They couldn't translate that the the, the MTV reality thing. It just wasn't. Um, second nature it wasn't in conversation like mm-hmm. it now now when you say oh they're a reality star well they could be on any number two dozen reality shows that everyone's same. familiar with household names but you know you said the real world on mtv in the 90s they're like what's that oh it's really cutting edge and it's like of course because it's mtv in the 90s yeah um but well you even dressed the part and you were a good-looking kid I, like, yeah. i'm surprised it's just it's weird it to just me. didn't happen i don't i don't i mean i was really really close i had so many things and and uh, it, when it all fell apart um my booking agent that was booking me was garth brooks booking agent a guy mm-hmm. named joe harris and uh, and I'm, i was actually a pallbearer in his funeral with garth i'm looking across oh, wow. his casket and garth's like hey john how you doing i'm like uh i'm fine and you know my name and we had met before but you mm-hmm. know you don't expect garth brooks to remember your name and, and he's like, yeah, how you doing? I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll talk later, Garth. We're, we're carrying Joe. He lives in Goodlettsville if you want to go see him. Yeah, again, he did, and now he's back in Goodlettsville? Uh, yeah, he's always at the Goodlettsville Publix. Is he? Yes. I do I do want to see him. I, I, I've been watching his world tour, and he's got all these new acts on there, and I want to be like, hey, uh, you remember me? Uh, yeah. But I wouldn't mind going on tour with him. I didn't Garth. realize it was him, and I got on to him. <laughs> did you? 
Yeah, he was. So I was with my kids. I was having a rough day. I was at Publix, and uh, and they were. I don't know what they were doing, but they were getting on my nerves. And uh, and he's taking pictures of like barbecue sauce bottles or something. I guess he's him Trisha. I don't know what he's doing. And I didn't know it was Garth Brooks. I had no clue. And I would just loudly go, him! <laughs> to get this guy to move out of the aisle so I can move. So I could go down. And then he turns and looks at me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, shit. And he was, and he was, <laughs> it was Garth Brooks. He was being humble and he yeah. was apologizing. He was apologizing. Uh, yeah. You know, he could have, he could have turned you and said, dude, I'm Garth Brooks. I'm looking at barbecue yeah. sauce. He, he could have. He could have snapped his fingers and has so, his bodyguard. Well, then I'm like, well, well, can't get a picture of Garth Brooks now. Listen, he doesn't need a bodyguard. Have, have you ever, have you ever been around him? It wasn't as big as I thought he was. He's not that tall, they, but no. have you ever, I, have you ever grabbed him by the arm? I did one time. I can't remember why. I can honestly say I haven't. Can't say that I have. Let me tell you something. <laughs> he he's he's ripped. The dude the dude has some guns on him for sure. Does he do like be Brazilian jiu jitsu or something? I don't know what he does. He uh, he just throws barrels of hay all over the place. Whatever he wants to do, <laughs> he can't do that concert like they does without I guess being in good shape. So here's my I was rude to a country music legend story. <laughs> uh, since you told yours, you got one. No, I don't. Okay, well, that's not a probably music. That's probably. Oh, you somebody that's else. Probably but you, <laughs> I want to hear this one. I do want to hear this. Well, one, one day I was driving down uh, Music Row, and there's this Cadillac trying to parallel park, and it was doing a hideous job. Yeah. And so I'm behind him, and I'm you know impatient, and I'm much younger, and thought I was important, and so I yeah, I did what everybody does when somebody's parallel parking. I whip around them on the left hand side, lay on the horn. I'm like, learn to drive. <laughs> And dude rolls down his windows, gives me the bird, and I'm like, oh no, he didn't. That is Waylon Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> so I called my dad. I said, Dad, uh, you know what happened today? <laughs> Waylon Jennings flipped me off. And my dad said, Son, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so fast forward to about two years ago, I get this uh, message on my DM on Instagram. Hey, are you going to be on this OG stuff that they're doing with all the old real world cast members? Or are you going to do a reunion? And I mean, I'm a big fan of your show, and I'm a big fan of you. And I was just wondering, Shooter Jennings, and it's got the no blue, kid. it's got the blue check. So I immediately respond, and I'm like, Is this Shooter Jennings? Which is a dumb question because it's a verified <laughs> yeah, account that right. says Shooter Jennings. He's like, Yeah, man. I'm like, Dude, I, I want to be your friend. And so I told Shooter the, the the story about getting the bird from his dad, and he goes. What color was the Cadillac? I said it was gold. He goes, that was definitely my dad, <laughs> and he can't drive. He, he's the worst driver. So, so like, Shooter's become a really good. That's friend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Shooter's the nicest it guy is. in the world, and he's become a, a really good friend. And uh, it's kind of weird that I told him. I said, dude, I sing country music. Yeah. Because my dad loved your dad. That's the reason. That is, and, that is and he's crazy. like, wow, that's kind of crazy. So, anyway, that's my that's my I was rude to a country legend story. <laughs> well, what's your story? I don't want to say. No, go ahead. I don't want to say it. Is it that bad? I mean, it's not crazy. It's not too crazy. <laughs> it was. It's nobody. It was a nobody. It was a nobody. It but was you a, were rude. It was too. a nobody. Yeah. Well, I don't think I have any. Just others. laughing at somebody because of what they did. Oh, that that's it. That's it. Okay. I mean, I wouldn't. You know. I well, thank you for the suspense. I, I really appreciate <clears throat> it. I wouldn't do it. You didn't that do like too. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, the we- the best selfie I have with a famous person is Al Sharpton. Yeah, maybe you showed me that. Oh, God. No, you got to do better. No, it was so weird. <laughs> Such a random. I was like, nobody's going to believe I got a selfie with Al Sharpton. 
Where was that? It, so we were going to Hawaii and we had to make an emergency landing. So we land in Los Angeles uh, and um, we're in the airport and I'm looking at the guy. I'm like, look at that motherfucker. He looks like uh, uh, Al Sharpton. And then I keep looking. I'm like, that's Al Sharpton. Yeah. So then I go up and I ask him, like, uh, Mr. Sharpton, do you mind if I get a picture with you? And uh, and he took, takes a picture with me. You hear him immediately tell his handler, don't let anybody else do that. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was flying back to Nashville uh, a year and a half ago um, from our Los Angeles, from our real world homecoming, mm-hmm. they, they put us, thanks to the first season that did a homecoming, they had all of these prerequisites. And one of them that we, was that we fly first class because it was COVID. And uh, Andre and, and some others from the first season were like, we're not flying coach during a pandemic. So mm-hmm. you fly us first class. So they did. So everyone, we, we got to enjoy that ripple yeah. effect. And so I was in first class, which never happened. only happened <laughs> twice in my life. And um, so truthfully, they didn't use COVID. Like, like they use no. COVID as an excuse. They just oh, want yeah. first class. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, germs don't go up in the front cabin, right? Yeah. Like a like a pee area of a pool. You got more space up there. Yeah, well, it's just everything. So I'm sitting there, and everyone's got a mask on, and uh, there's this gentleman sitting next to me, and he gets up and goes to the bathroom about six times. Mm-hmm. And it's a long flight, but six times, okay? Right. And uh, I'm, I keep looking at him. I mean, wearing a mask, so it's covering most of your face. Mm-hmm. and. And finally, the last time that the, he went in the bathroom, the stewardess was, was standing there, you know, up front. And we were in the very, very front row of yep. the plane. And I looked at her. I said, is that William Shatner? Shatner? And she said, yes, it is. What? And so he come back out of the bathroom, sat down right next to me. And, uh, you know, he's really old. He's up and, there. He's and up and there, he, he had a hard time walking. And, and so I asked him, I said, Mr. Shatner, can I get a picture with you? Not right now. Not right now. I'm like, okay. So then we're getting off the plane. I said, how about that picture? He said, he said, no, sir. I said, okay, you want me to help you through the airport? He said, I don't need your help. I'm like, nice to meet you. <laughs> but William Shatner, I sat next to him for like four hours, and uh, he was traveling alone. I'm like, you know. And you say he was barely walking, barely he, he wasn't. It. He wasn't doing Well, it's a lot of walking in an airport. Is, I mean, it really is. is a lot of walking. You talk about uh, early 2000s. The weirdest interaction I've had with famous people was um, I was bartending on Broadway. It was when Nashville it was not like Nashville, <laughs> right, right, right. but it was getting there. It was getting there. It was like, it was this hidden gem that people were starting to realize that, you know, this is where they want to be. And, uh, this was probably 2003, 2004. And I'm getting off work and it's about 4am and I walk out the door and just sitting there in front of the bus standing on Broadway talking. And there's nobody, there's nobody on Broadway was Steven Tyler and Winona Judd. Well, that's an odd pair. And I just stop. And, I, and they're both amazingly tall. They're super tall people. And uh, I just stop and stare at them with like my mouth open. And then they look at me and then I just walk off. And they get on the bus and leave. <laughs> that is a weird, that's, a, that's an super odd pair. Super weird. But Steven Tyler and Winona Judd. So it was, so it was like the three of us just looking at each other. <laughs> you didn't ask for a picture, did you? No, it was so, well, there were no cell phones like that. I couldn't have got a picture. You didn't have like the, the disposable the, camera. The, I, no, I should have had like <laughs> a digital, digital camera. Yeah, yeah. one of those, those, one those cardboard box ones. Oh yeah, that, those are probably that, that was the death and bed mm. of it. It was probably at the end of them. Man, but. I've never gotten to the point where I just walk up to somebody and ask for a picture. I, I don't, There's a couple I have. I, I, I did the weird. last one I did was Kane. Kane. Well, so yeah, I was at the Tennessee because he's the mayor. He's of, the mayor uh, of Knoxville. So yeah. he was he was out there. And um, I can't remember which Tennessee game was. It was this season, and, and I was with my son. I was like, I was like, that's Kane. And he's like, no way. I was like, yeah, it's Kane. I was like, let's get a picture. And so I asked him if he'd take a picture of my son. Yeah, and he he's did. super cool. 
He was very nice. He's super cool. Super nice guy, and I was always a big fan of Kane anyway. Yeah, yeah. So that that was awesome. Uh, Ric Flair was the one I biggest Woo! fan girl for. Oh, man, my hands were sweating. Hulk Hogan's my guy. I, You're I a big love, Hogan. I, I love the Hulk. I wasn't a huge Hogan because uh, it was Ric Flair. I love Ric Flair. <laughs> love Ric Flair. But speaking of Knoxville, though, did you see that? Did you see that basketball game the other day? Shut up. Those Kentucky yeah. Wildcats <laughs> are back on track, baby. <laughs> they did. Uh, so when it got to two, I was like, "Well, they got a chance." Well, and everybody in Kentucky goes, "This is where we lose it." We had a big lead, and yeah, this, they is got where, to this is yeah, where. But I mean, Kentucky had twenty-two free throws at ten for Tennessee. Like mm. the refs played a part. They did, but it was both. That's sides. what losers say, yeah, right? Where was the game? I've been on that side. But hey, home cooking. A, a few days. Yeah, that's right. A, f- a few days before that, we lost at home to South Carolina. So you know. Mm. Oh, they beat the brakes off of them too. Yeah, well, you didn't, you didn't have to say it quite like that. But. And a few days before that, Alabama waxed us. I was about to say, waxed us. Well, I will say a hundred on them. I thought that that Kentucky was way worse from hearing Kentucky fans talk about Kentucky than they are. Look, if you don't go Final Four in Kentucky, it's a bad season. I didn't realize it until he told me that they hadn't won a national championship since 2012. 2012. I didn't. I thought that they had won one since no. then. We're always in the conversation. Um, but we probably shouldn't be, honestly. I mean, it, it is hard to win. The it, one and done. Yeah, when you have half your roster, you know, turning over every year. That was co- what Calipari made his bed in was that one and done, man. Totally. He would get yeah. those kids yeah. all day. But now he's in a, in a situation where, really, if you don't recruit them, they're going to go to Gonzaga they're gonna go or they're going to go to Duke yeah. or they're going to go to Alabama. And Somebody's going to get them. Yeah, you got to recruit the best players. Yeah, But right. you got to get some of them to stay and come back. It's so hard to do, though. NIL but, should help. Well, yeah. But, you know, these no, other teams well, got actually, people coming back. NIL uh, doesn't, doesn't match NBA money. Uh, it depends on who you are. Like, the, supposedly the kid that uh, playing quarterback for Tennessee is getting $8 million. Correct. That's almost like an NBA contract. But not everybody is getting that. Right. right, that's oh, right. Yeah, not everybody's. Getting I'm saying nil for basketball though. It's got to be less. I mean, if you it if is. you're a star player, yeah. if you're a star player, I'm pretty sure you can get that. Yeah, like Sheboy. Sheboy came back. I don't know what he's getting, but he's he's getting he's something. Player of the year. So yes, he's getting something. Yeah, <laughs> but, least and he'll still have an NBA career. Mm-hmm. Is, is Calipari a good coach? I feel like he is a good coach. He is a good coach, but on a given day, he's been out coached. I mean, yeah. he's not he's not the best coach every time he steps on the floor. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I mean, who is? Yeah. But, I mean. It's, it's just so hard when you're coaching, especially like over the last 10 years, you're coaching 18 and 19-year-olds uh, compared to teams like uh, Baylor has won a championship, uh, Virginia won a championship. These guys That's have seniors. One. These guys have seniors on their team right. as opposed to first, second year. Not players. making freshman mistakes. Yes. Right. And, but yes. here, here's the thing that nobody says, and maybe nobody realizes. Guess whose names are not being dropped in the conversation of good teams this year? Yeah. Baylor, Virginia. Yeah. See, I mean, these teams they come from out of nowhere with these juniors yeah. and seniors, and they go right. Final Four or win a championship. Mm-hmm. And then it's Go like Peacocks. you don't hear from them again. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then you don't hear from them for 10 more years. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's always, always in the running. And, yeah. you know, it, Gonzaga's come on strong. Duke, you know, Duke lost Coach K, so they're, you know, rebuilding or whatever. But Gonzaga's like, I never yeah. heard of the place. No one knew where it was 10 years ago. And now it's. <laughs> Gonzaga's you know. had a pretty good program for a while now. Gonzaga? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah they've had a good program, but um, they don't play anybody yeah, until have, until tournament time. They can't win. The they SEC has win. improved in basketball dramatically, though. Over I would yeah. say the past probably five years. Well, yeah, but uh, there. I don't think the SEC ever cared about basketball, really, outside of Kentucky. No. And those two years, Arkansas, for some reason, well, Nolan, murdered yeah, everybody. Nolan Richardson. Yeah. Yeah. But now, look right now. you got Alabama that's top five, deservingly. Um, Tennessee probably drop out of the top five. They're going to probably. But, but they're going to stay top ten. I mean, they're, they're awesome. 10, yeah. They're great. They weren't a great team the other day, but they're a great team. Yeah. Um, uh, Auburn's not great this year, but they're a good team. Yeah. Kentucky's going to hopefully improve and, and be a great team. But you got a lot. You got a lot of teams yeah. in the SEC that are that are that are great teams in basketball, and that's not ever really happened. I love to see Alabama have a great basketball because I lived in Alabama 12, 12 years. Yeah, and I'm so tired. Fuck Alabama. Of, yeah. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually a song at Auburn. <laughs> so, yeah, I was gonna say you like Alabama football. Let's talk Tennessee football now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, Tennessee football's back on the scene. Yeah. I think we did. We did good against Alabama this year. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a long time coming. I cried so hard at that game. God, I cried at that game. I jumped off the field, messed my knees up, realized that's a bigger drop than you think it is. <laughs> from the stands or from the goalposts? Uh, I didn't do the – no, I did from the stands. I didn't do from the goalposts. But, I, uh, yeah, I got on the field during that. Is that the, the game where they threw the goalpost in the river? Sure yeah. did. That is classic. Yeah, sure did. That is – it only cost the university, what, a quarter million dollars to replace? And somebody yeah. wrote a check and had no problem with it whatsoever. Yeah. Hey, here's two, <laughs> just in case it happens again. Listen, they're starving families in East Tennessee and Eastern Kentucky, and we're spending that on a goalpost because they threw it in the river. Yep. Right. It just, it just means more. It does. <laughs> hey, what's wrong with the world today? Uh, goalposts mean more. It just means more. Oh, gosh, I didn't even think of that. On the real world, did anybody watch sports with you? Like, was he, I never saw anybody watching TV or anything. You anyway. know, I don't know how old you guys are, but when we were living in the house, um, David Koresh was burning the uh, the house down. Like, the, uh, that was happening brand- while yeah. you were in the so house. So we're watching it on TV, and... We're watching the real world season one, and they finally just said, "We got to get the TV out of the house." We mind you, we didn't have internet. There was this was right, right, this right, was before yeah. we had a landline telephone. No cell phones, nothing. No cell phones. I mean, there there weren't any. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is nineteen ninety two. They they took the they took the TV out of the house because we were watching no Branch Davidians. We had no TV. I know you were young, but did any of the older cast members or were they twenty one? And if so, oh, did yeah. they go out to bars? They were twenty five. Yes. Let me tell you something. Here's the thing. And I'm glad you brought they this up. They all tried to get you drunk, I'm sure. Well, no, uh, they didn't. But, um, you know, it was weird. There, there wasn't a lot of alcohol in our house. Um, there was some, but it, it was just so weird. We didn't know what to do or what. But those people were 23, 24, 25 years old. And, yes, Dominic was from Ireland and Tammy was from New York. But they were all living in Los Angeles. I was the only person that moved from my state uh-huh. to Los Angeles. So they all had cars, yeah. jobs, friends, and apartments to get away to. I had none of that. I was like trapped. This was my. Uh, that so was they my, would leave the house. They would leave the house. I did not know. I that. didn't know that. every day they'd get up and go to work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they t- went to their jobs while doing the real yeah, work. Tammy had an abortion on the show, and it was that, like yeah. this is really weird because she works in an AIDS prevention awareness um, facility. That was her mm-hmm. job every day. Well, yeah, Irene was a police. She was a she, bailiff. She was up and out of the house before 5 o'clock because we lived in Venice, which was on the beach, and she had to drive to downtown Los Angeles in Los Angeles traffic. Oh, it was a two-hour commute some days. So there's a lot of wasted film. Oh, my goodness. They, they could have made a 1,000 shows. 
<laughs> they could have made a thousand shows. You know. So you're literally the only one stuck Just in the, the house. house. So I'm chilling. I didn't have a car. No car. They give you a bike and five thousand dollars. No, but I lived on Venice Beach, so I mean, so you're just walking. I'm just walking down the boardwalk, and that's a freak show. If you ever been to the Los Angeles yeah. boardwalk, it's like, I mean, very entertaining. How yeah, often did you have your Hulkamania shirt on? Well, I mean, just it, always. I, I brought it to the reunion, <laughs> and they, they didn't they didn't let me use it because of rights and copyrights uh, and logos and all that. But in 1992, they didn't know anything about that. So it's a wild west. Yeah. So yeah. So I wore my. You, you remember I wore my 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 shorts and my cowboy boots yeah. and my Hulk Hogan shirt because mm-hmm. Hogan's from from Tampa Bay, Florida. Mm-hmm. He lives in Clearwater right now, and um, he's billed from Venice Beach, California. So I, when I when I realize that I'm going to go live on Venice Beach on yeah. MTV, I'm gonna I'm gonna Hulk it out. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. Terry Bollea, yeah. Uh, and I saw, yeah, I saw on your Instagram that you posted that you gave him a, a cross necklace that he actually wore. Yeah. So I did a lot of mission work in Africa, in, yeah. in Uganda, and uh, they make these these necklaces, um, and they sell them as souvenirs, but they're very cheap. And I, you know, brought them back by the dozens of souvenirs. And I'd, I'd go back and forth to, to Uganda, and there's a lot of kids that I, I still sponsor over there and still in touch that's with. That's awesome, and, man. Yeah, it's just changed my life. And see, that's what I say. That's probably more life changing being on the real world. Totally, yeah. totally. And and there, you know, that I'll, I'll tell you a little, little frustration point I have. And uh, about to tell you about the cross. So I, I said, you know, make one that's that's three times as long. Because I had been to Hulk Hogan's beach shop in, in Clearwater, and I was living in St. Petersburg, Florida at the time. And so uh, I brought it to the guy that, that – the guy's name that runs his shop is Ron Howard. Mm. Different Ron Howard, mm. but real yeah. nice guy. And, and I said, hey, give this to Hulkster. And uh, that, they specially made this for him. But, yeah, so um, they never mentioned any of my mission work <laughs> on the homecoming. Yeah, and he wore it. He wore it on his – yeah. Call this to Hulkster. What you going <laughs> to yeah. do, brother? That's what his friends call him. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hey, only a few of us call him the hoaxster. Hoaxster. Yeah. I got him in my phone as the hoaxster. So yeah. yeah, they didn't mention any of that. They didn't mention, yeah, 30 years later. They left. wanted drama. They wanted to talk about the, the blanket, and they the wanted blanket. to talk about all this crazy stuff, but they didn't, you know. I told you before this, I was still blown away. Two episodes for that fucking blanket. Yeah, yeah. That's insane. <laughs> well, anytime anybody mentions our real world, it's, oh, the blanket, and and, you know, I remember that happening. I sat there and watched it. And, uh, again, I can't remember what aired and what didn't air on the homecoming, but Tammy went to bed, and she said, John, if the phone rings, take a message. I'm like, okay, unless it's Marlon. If it's Marlon, you come get me out of bed. And I said, okay. And so the phone rings, which is a pay phone, because mm-hmm. that's, our, that's our cool landline is a pay phone. <laughs> and so the pay phone rings, and, uh, yo, is Tammy there? I'm like, yeah, who is this? It's Marlon. I'm like, oh, yeah, let me let me get my – I got specific instructions. Yeah. So I went in there and I said, hey, Tammy, Marlon's on the phone. John, quit playing. I said, he's on the phone. It's Marlon Wayans. And this is before oh, he was – this is before wow. he was famous. So, no, I mean, everybody knows his brothers, but nobody – he yeah, hadn't really yeah, made yeah. a name for himself yet. But that's who it is. It's Marlon Wayans. And so I put the phone, you know, where it's, you know, off the hook. And, and so – and and I start tugging at her blanket, ha ha ha, because you yeah, know yeah. she's not dressed. And then she's like, John, your eyes got big. And when yeah. Tammy's eyes get big, you stop doing what you do, okay? You just, you, she's all busy. So, yeah. Well, David didn't, and then you saw, you know, he drags her down the hallway. Meanwhile, Marlon Wayans is sitting on the phone listening to all this. I'm wondering at what point did he hang up because (laughs) that went on and on. And I didn't remember – I remember watching that all unfold and standing right there, but what I didn't remember was getting down on my all fours and doing the one, two, three WWE count. And I saw you apologize. I don't even remember you doing that. Oh, I – 
I didn't remember doing it, and because that's not the type of thing you watch. You know, it aired yeah. over and over, but when that's yeah. on, it's like, yeah, you want to get I pictures. I don't want to relive this. I don't yeah, want to look at pictures of myself, yeah. and your voice really sounds like that. You know, you, yeah. you ever heard yourself on video, and you're like, don't oh, like yeah. it. Do you listen to your, your broadcast? Yeah, I don't yeah. like my voice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so annoying. So you don't watch the show, and so I didn't remember. I don't have a Belmont voice. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't either. And... um yeah, so when when you see the video of you doing the the yeah. one two three WWE count, you're like, that's cringeworthy. I did that. Wow, I, I shouldn't have done that. But yeah, I saw you apologize for it. I thought, hey, yeah, it's pretty nice. Well, I just felt like everybody needed to apologize. It was such a stupid thing. Well, I did think, uh, like I said, watching it, I was like, put myself in your shoes. I'm like, uh, I would be thinking the whole time, this check bear clear. I'm not doing. <laughs> This is ridiculous. It cleared, yeah. Uh, it it just felt like it was so over the top. It was so over, the homecoming was so over the top. Them trying to create it was situations. It was. It was all mapped out, and that's what reality TV has really changed. Like there's a script now. There really is. There really yeah. is. I mean, it, they don't really tell you what to say, but sometimes they'll turn the cameras off and say, "Hey." Kellen, right now is a good time for you to say, you know, yeah. hey, you pissed me off the other day. It's yeah. like, well, that's not what I'm feeling like saying. <laughs> no, but that's what you need to say because that's what you told us on the phone, and that's what we've got mapped out for episode four and a half. I'm like, okay, so you know what you are? Let me tell you what you are. I'm going to act mad because you just got told by the producer to, you know. <laughs> I'm like, it's not yeah, what the I, real world was. I wondered that on the original real world, if you ever, like, realized during it or, or before it or, or whenever – were you like ever thought to yourself, okay, they got me to play a character they had in their mind, not to be me, but this is what they feel like would be this character. Yeah. Well, or afterwards you're like, hold up, they used me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I told you that I was, uh, I was, um, my dad was an FBI agent. Yeah. So you know, here I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky, and I'm, I'm from Owensboro, Kentucky, but that's not where I was born. I was born in Wisconsin. I lived mm. in Phoenix, Arizona. You don't sound like you're from Wisconsin. No, mm. Wisconsin. And I lived in Baltimore, Maryland. Yeah. All before the seventh grade when I moved to Pikeville, Kentucky, and then Owensboro, Kentucky. Yeah. So I've lived in like six different states and, uh, you know, pretty well traveled, been everywhere. Yeah. And they made me look like this kid that never left Kentucky. Of course, they I was did. 18 years old, and yeah. you know, and they thought I was going to go nuts and get drunk and hook up with all these, you know, Los Angeles floozies. I don't know what they thought I was going to mm -hmm. lose my mind out there, but you know, I think you have to be pretty stubborn and pretty grounded in who you are to be on a, a show like that. And I was stubborn, and and uh, I don't even say that pridefully. Like even to my detriment, I can look at myself and say, "Dude, you really look like an idiot right there. Yeah. You got to stop." But. Um, you know, the, the storyline changed from John, this, you know, aspiring country singer that's never left the state of Kentucky. And boy, his eyes are going to be open because he's really naive. Because he's never mm, seen anything like yeah, this. Yeah, to, oh my gosh, look how lovingly he responded to Tammy, who just had an abortion on the show. We didn't expect that. So the, the, the whole storyline shifted from... They made it seem like you never seen a black person. They did. <laughs> and and that, that amazed the black people in Owensboro, Kentucky, because they're like... <laughs> 
why'd she say there was no black people in this town? I'm like, well, because when she came to my concert, you weren't there. <laughs> <Okay>? <laughs> that night, that that one and a half days she yeah. was there, you weren't so around. Everybody was around. And so, you know, uh, stereotypes work both ways. And, and she had a preconceived idea of what Kentucky was like. Right. And then Dominic did, too. We're driving in a Winnebago mm-hmm. to Los Angeles. And he, you know, enjoys his alcohol, so he wanted to stop for for some some beer, and we happened to stop in a dry county. And he (laughs) says, John, explain something to me. I said, okay, I will if I can. What the F is a dry county? I'm like, oh, well, that's that's where they don't, you know, permit alcohol sales. And he's like, in the United States of America. (laughs) In certain places in Kentucky and Tennessee, yeah. He's like... It, it bewildered him. He was amazed. Oh, we had a guy on the show from Ireland, and, and he he moved from a, for a girl from Ireland to what was it? It was like it was over uh, south of Knoxville. Yeah. It was some oh god, remember the name? It was some real country town. And so it was, it was a dry it was county. Dry it was county. Dry and he county. was like, "What?" But they <laughs> make they make moonshine up that moonshine up in that holler. So yeah. it's dry, kind of wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. he was really floored. Yeah, even back home, our county was dry, but for one town, which was Enterprise, for whatever reason, they got it on the books where they were the only spot in the county that could sell alcohol. So that's where everybody went. Mm. They made the money. Yeah, but now everybody else sells. You can go into like the the first day, the first day they pass where everybody can sell it. Like the convenience stores, even Dollar Generals yeah. started selling uh, Bud Light and Miller Lights and stuff like that. It is a weird thing. It's so weird. It's so weird. I mean, I was used to it, so it didn't like I. I it didn't bother me going to Dry County or anything because I'm just used to it. Still go to Lafayette, Tennessee. I have to go there for work sometimes. The Mexican restaurant serves no margaritas. Like there's, there's it's a Dry County. Well, I mean, look what happened uh, with the World World Cup over in yeah, Cutter. Like, oh yeah, no alcohol sales and the world went crazy. What are you talking about? Well, like, Budweiser was the number one sponsor. Yeah, that's that is odd. No, that's odd. Yeah. yeah, but um, you know, there there's a there's a lot of diversity in the world and and it's so. Fun funny to watch um the other side have to enjoy that sometimes it's kind of like what do you mean what, what do you mean you don't drink what do you mean you're not selling me liquor it's like welcome to the very big diverse world where not everyone acts just like you well i'm on the real world you're supposed to act just like me you know, it's, it's, so what do you have coming up in the future for you well, hopefully, um, a, a lot of touring, and uh, I've, I've just released my single. I ain't done singing yet. and uh, Good song, too. Thank you. I, I actually co-wrote that song uh, with a guy that Shooter Jennings hooked me up with here in Nashville, yep. a guy named Aaron Raytier, who's from Danville, Kentucky, and he had he's a Grammy Award-winning songwriter because he wrote a song with Lady Gaga that won a Grammy for her Star is Born movie. Mm-hmm. So... Thanks, Shooter, for hooking me up with a Grammy Award-winning <laughs> songwriter. And uh, and I told him about, now I'm standing in the shower wondering if I'm ever going to sing again. And I said, no, I ain't done singing yet. Get back to it. And he said, let's write it. Let's write it. And so we wrote that song, and I'm proud to, to be a co-writer on it. And it's at radio right now. And we're going, what they say in, in, in the music business, we're going for ads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, not advertisements. We're begging the radio station to add it to their playlist yeah. in February. And so, nice. um, you know. Look out. So it just came out. It just came out. Okay. Well, I released it on my own, and it, it, it you know, I think 63 people streamed it on Spotify. I, I'm two of them. You're, well, I'm, <laughs> right, well, well, I'm 60 of it, and my mom's the other one. I made her, 
Hit, we just sit there and hit refresh all day. I don't know yeah, if that we'll, works. We'll leave it on. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it on uh, the loop. Yeah. So we did a radio edit version of it because you know you need to be shorter for radio yeah. to consider playing it, and it's uh, got released. And so, yeah, call your radio station. I like the whole them. EP. It's uh, thank yeah. you. Well, and I'm not a big thank country you. music fan, but it reminds me of '90s country. Yeah. It's just it's just like all of them. Man. Yeah, just kind of what I grew up on. What yeah. I mm-hmm. what I remember hearing my Meemaw play and stuff. Yeah. Well, I love 70s, 80s, and then, you know, I was fresh off the real world and really started performing in the 90s, so I am very much a 90s-sounding uh, artist. Yeah. And uh, There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's everything great about it. And, yeah. I mean, even the Grand Ole Opry just did a whole thing about we love the 90s. Yeah. I mean, their whole theme for the last part of 2022 was... I think know, that was prime country, really. Yeah. Well, I mean... I was about to say, that's, that's why when, they... That's when we grew up. <laughs> put, me on, put me on the real world because mm-hmm. the whole world was listening to country. Like yeah. Alan Jackson's song, Gone Country. People yeah. that didn't like country music were buying country music. I was it was about a, to say. I mean, that's... Uh, crazy. Uh, that was the era when... Uh, God, Monday Night Football. Well, was, George Strait. Yeah. Didn't no, George Strait beat the number one uh, record? I don't know about it. He was talking about Hank Williams Jr. Uh, did the... Yeah, uh, did. Are you ready all for my, some football? Yeah, all my rowdy friends are yeah. coming over tonight. But they're not doing that anymore. Today is, is all hip-hop. You know? That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, good point. It's different now. Well, not to drag up an old thing, but Hank made a statement about President Obama that got him in trouble. Mm-hmm. And did he really? Yeah, he made a statement. Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. Well, yeah. I, I can. I can. I can remember exactly yeah. what it was, but I don't want to say it. And and so he got blackballed for yeah. a little while, and Hank was like, I don't care. But they, mm-hmm. they took his song off Monday yeah. Night Football. But I, I didn't know I was that. just talking about, in, in particular, like all the commercials now or, you know, any other – Thing that that needs some kind of music, it seems it's not toward, country toward more yeah. hip hop and R and B now, sure. as opposed to back in the nineties was more country. Oh yeah, R&B. Shania Twain. Would you call her a country artist? But she was, yeah, she was yeah. all over stuff, commercials and everything. Yeah. She's got a big her? show in Nashville coming up. Shania Twain. Does she uh, really? She's playing the soccer stadium in June. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. It's gonna be huge. They've been advertising it for mm-hmm. a couple months already. Damn, how, when's the last time she played a show? I don't know, but she, I, I don't know if she's, she's coming, coming, making a big comeback or she's, you know, superstardom, really. Well, yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd say she's up Well, there. you know, it's funny because her first album flopped. Her, Did it? Oh, yeah, her first album was, was a total. Well, she's Canadian. Dope. That's the reason? I don't know. <laughs> Canadian. Yeah. I'm assuming Canadian country isn't the, well. It's big up there. It's big they up do there. love it. They it's had the biggest up. rodeo in the world. In Canadians Canada? do love so country uh, yeah, the con- Calgary Stampede. Oh, sure enough, yeah. Country radio is the biggest radio format in mm-hmm. the uh, U.S. too. When you said that about not selling CDs, and I thought with the uh, the Christian link, Christians still sell a ton of CDs, Christian yeah. music. Yeah, I was kind of surprised on that. I was expecting more Christian leanings on the EP. On my EP, mm-hmm. so there's a line in my current single at the end. It says. Uh, you know, I ain't done living, I ain't done growing, I ain't done dreaming, I ain't done singing yet. And then at the end it says, and I'm not done seeking, and I'm going fishing, I ain't done singing yet. And somebody goes, oh, you had to put fishing in your country song. And I said, no, that's, the Bible. That, that's the pastor in me coming out. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, if you seek me, you will find me. So I'm not done seeking, Yeah. and I'm going fishing. Jesus said, come follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. So I had to I sneak, think about that too. Had to sneak it. a little gospel in into yeah. my uh, my country. That totally makes sense. Yeah. Well, it does when when somebody you know yeah, blatantly tells you. But, yeah. but you know, <laughs> you know, country music fans are are all about you know the Lord and and, and you know, God's grace and, and 
It, it I met a lot of country hand. music fans. I don't know if they're all about. Well, not all of them. Some are. <laughs> some are downright hellions. Yeah. But we all. But they'll throw that in the end because you know the the mama and grandma made to go to church in the, on Sundays. Yeah. So there's always that element yeah. <laughs> behind, even if they're even well, if they are getting uh, trash. Pe- people <laughs> stop going to church, man. Um, COVID just everybody it has went and not hit. helped. No, and so everybody's like back at ball games, and everybody's mm-hmm. back at work, but not everybody's back in church. And, and oh, it's still it hasn't recovered, not even close. Yeah, I'm not sure it completely will, but we, oh, we need to we need get we need to get ourselves back fool. in church, huh? Our Lady Lake is full. I don't know about full. It's I don't think it's like it was before. You, you go to Indian Lake, Our Lady, Our Lady of the Lake, Lake. Our Lady Catholic of the Church. Okay, yeah. great. I go to St. So, Joseph. It was. Halfway full before. I was about to say it. But I wanted to ask you this uh, question. Uh, I don't know if if this took place in Owensboro, but I heard it was it it had taken place somewhere in Kentucky. Uh, I don't know the actual name of it, but I was calling it uh, uh, Rodeo Bull Roulette. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. So there was this video I saw uh, a while back. These. uh, uh, these people were sitting in a in a bullpen, and they were standing in circles that were drawn out in the in the pen, and they released a bull, and like, <laughs> and the last person standing got some kind of prize. Oh and my! So, yeah, so if you flinched or moved out of the way, and this bull was just running around, and like people were standing there taking a hit from a bull. Oh no way! And somebody told me this was this was from uh, Owensboro. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying you. it's not because some crazy things might happen. I have to show you the video after we after we finish. Yeah, but, uh, that's <laughs> definitely it was the craziest thing. Like, who would do that? That's Googleable. Who would do that? Now, everybody that's listening to the podcast is going to go Google that oh, and find yeah. it. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll share it sometime. Oh my goodness! <laughs> find it. No, uh, it's the craziest, heard, thing. It yeah, craziest thing. Yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm country, but I, there's no part of me that wants to spar with a bull. No, no. Like Mm-mm. you see these people getting is it gored? Is that yeah, what they call it? Yeah, yeah, the horns. Yeah. Do you want? Do you, I don't yeah, want no. that to be a possibility. Mm-mm. And like Mm-mm. over in Spain, where they run through the streets with the oh, bulls, yeah. no. no desire. Mm-mm. Like I'm thinking, that's not even cool. No, no, I'm not doing that. There's no way. I don't. Understand. I might go watch and stand out the side. Mm-mm. I might do that. I don't, I don't know. But, uh, uh, where I went to school at Auburn, they had this. They have a thing called the rodeo every year, and they actually. Uh, it's gotten bigger and bigger over the years. Like they bring in, you know, country music artists now, like big time radios. But uh, there's a thing on there where uh, they pretty much try to ride a bull. Like you got to sign a waiver and everything. Oh yeah. yeah, they fit you out in the head gear and chest gear, and they just let you loose on a bull, almost like professional rodeo style. It's the craziest. Thing. Here's a rule in life: if you have to sign a waiver for an activity you're getting mm-hmm. ready to do, you you could die. Yes. So yes. you probably ought not do that. Yeah, but you know, there's 18, 21-year-olds, yeah. frat guys. Hey, do you mind, do you mind save, signing a waiver? <laughs> Just sign a waiver real fast. No, I, I don't. I don't it is I, the craziest think. thing. Never no. in my life will I do that. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> How much money would it take you to ride a bull, like rodeo style, like one arm? <sighs> How much I drink? Um, <laughs> uh, how much would it take Oh gosh! I said uh, it, it might only last one second. But I feel you like got I just bull. want to try it. You got on a bull. I might be terrified. God, I, I would be I'd terrified. Be, There's a lot of bad videos of yes, what could happen. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. I've I've ridden a mechanical bull, <laughs> uh, but it's not quite the same. Um, I don't think so. 
I don't know how much. <laughs> I don't think I want five thousand dollars. It's five thousand dollars. Five thousand sounds like a going price. Mm, that's a lot of money. <laughs> five thousand. Mm. Your, do- your doctor bills would be more than that. Buy you a couple of weeks of groceries. Uh, if the bull steps on you, yeah, you're screwed. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're screwed for forever. Um, I don't know, man. I think the whole thing about bull riding, God, it's terrifying, really. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot of time, but eight seconds is a long, long time. Um, I don't, uh-uh. I don't think I could do it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. You got anything you want to promote? Man, follow me on uh, Instagram, Snapchat world, whatever. I'm John. Br- I got blue checks. So I'm you feel- do. <laughs> I mean, I didn't always guys. have the blue check, and I think Elon's going to take my blue check away because I'm not paying for it. No, but that's, that's on Twitter. Yeah, that's, that's on Twitter. Follow on Twitter too. Twitter, Instagram. I'm, I'm going to you know same handle. Uh, yeah, at John Brennan underscore com because they won't let me do dot com, but dot com's my uh, my my uh, website. But I'm on TikTok because you know I want my songs to go viral. But I don't know how to use it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm work, not the best. I'm working working at TikTok. But you know, follow me on all that stuff, and it really is me that that handles that. So I don't I don't have like a person. It's me, and so yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll holler back at you, and you know whatever. Uh, you know, <laughs> I post a lot of stuff, and uh, you know I, I comment, and I'm snarky and sarcastic <laughs> and obnoxious, and you know all that stuff. So uh, yeah, I mean, thanks for having me. Well, I know it was a, uh, it was a, I, this was awesome for us. I know, uh, I, I was, was really pumped. I was really <laughs> I was pumped. Say, for anybody kind of like us who, you know, were born in the, the 80s and 90s, you know, grew up watching MTV when they still had music videos. Yeah. Oh, I and was then, jealous. I was super jealous. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a weird, so I do have a weird question for you. Okay. I want to ask. Uh huh. So I remember, I'm born and raised in Nashville, grew up here. Awesome. And my cousin and his friends that were older than me, but they were your age. So I thought they were super cool because they were all 17, 18, whatever. They would talk about how they would see you at places and do like. Here in Nashville? Yes. So did that, is that a thing where people who had never met you but were around would talk about they they knew you? Oh, yeah. That's the coolest part about being a reality star is, is they come up to you and they're like, John. I'm like, yeah, like I'm not playing John. I am mm-hmm. John. They're yeah, like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't like you when you said this. I'm like, well, you know, that's what I actually really said, and that's the way <laughs> I felt. So, or you know, most of them are cool. No, they they said in real life situations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I mean, most of the time people are really they're really cool, and they're like, hey, yeah. I saw you on the real world. Oh my gosh, is that you? So one time, uh, a, a waitress came up to my table, and she's like, everybody in the kitchen says you're this guy that was on the real world. I'm like, what's the real world? And uh, okay, so it's not you. Yeah, yeah. He wore this cowboy hat, and he was from Kentucky. He was a singer. I'm like, oh no, uh, was he any good? And she's like, no, not really. <laughs> and so <laughs> she went back in the in the kitchen. She's like, it's not him. And they're like, it's totally him. And he's messing with you. And she came back. She said, I'm so sorry. I said you weren't a good singer. I said, I'm so sorry. I was messing with you. It's fine. Yeah. So no, but mo- everybody's usually really really cool and very nice. Uh, most, most 90% of the time. Yeah. Sometimes it'd be you like, have some rude people come up to oh, you. Oh yeah. I mean, especially when people are drunk, they'll, they'll do really? it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, okay, you know, ignore it. Like Mike, the Miz is a friend of mine. And, and he told me one time when he's out, sometimes people will try to fight him because he's a WWE champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, Hey everybody, Mike's a really big like character and he's playing the role really well. He's mm-hmm. a super nice guy. Oh, yeah. He plays a great heel, but 
Look you know. at you. You do know wrestling. Oh, listen, dude. I'm a little Hulk. I'm a big. I'm, you probably don't know a bigger wrestling fan. Like I was wondering if you went to SummerSlam, but you weren't living I, here yet. I did go to SummerSlam. You hadn't seen I these SummerSlam. guys yet. I was at SummerSlam. I'd never seen anything like it. It was uh, awesome. I mean, uh, Brock Lesnar took a bulldozer and lifted the that ring. That was so cool. I mean, I've watched wrestling for 30, almost 40 years. Same here. And... I saw Superfly Jimmy Snuka jump off the top of the cage. Mm-hmm. I've seen everything happen. Did you watch Fairground Wrestling? I, I went to Fairground Did Wrestling. Did you? So, yeah, yeah. And I've never seen anything like what happened to SummerSlam. That, the bulldozer was awesome. Yeah, I thought was, that was super it, cool. Unbelievable. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with the bloodline now. Like, how yeah. are they going to break up Sami Zayn? Did you see where Sami's like, I know he's not feeling very oozy. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they couldn't keep a straight face. Cause he breaks, he makes them break character. Oh, all they the just time. start laughing. But I mean, because none of them are named Uso, it's not their no. name. And, 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 and he's not feeling very oozy. And Roman Reigns is like, what's oozy? <laughs> yeah, but Mike, Mike just said, Yeah, John, people come up to me and want to fight me in a bar. Like, I can see that. I'm not going to fight anybody. What have I got to prove? I mean, yeah. it's not like I'm a boxer. I'm a wrestler, you know, and scripted, not like right. the real world. And so he's like, people want to fight me all the time, and I just got to look at him and laugh and walk away because <laughs> w- what am I going to do? Mike's going to have a, a bar fight, really? So I guess last question before we close, are you glad you did it? Hmm. I am. I, I, I am. Um, I, I had some of the best experiences of my life. Um, as a result of the real world and sounds very cliche, but you learn a lot about other people and you learn a lot about yourself um, in a diverse situation with, with diverse people. Yeah. I would have never lived with that group of people. I would yeah. have never met. No that shit. Group. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> I never, I never would have met those people. Okay. So we would have yeah. never lived in a four well, million dollar in LA. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's no way Apparently we were. I heard you live by yourself where everybody else went to the apartment. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. John yeah. just drinking Kool-Aid. Yeah. Sitting. I was drinking Kool-Aid. And then they took his TV. He's by himself. No TV. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You watch way too much. You watch way too much. What time are they coming room. on? What time are they oh coming? My gosh. They only said like three things about you. You yeah. drink Kool-Aid, yeah. you love God, yeah. and you sing country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. But you know, the, the thing is, I had I had a friendship with every person in that house. But but like Dominic and, and Beth, they never spoke to each other. They yeah. decided the first night they didn't like each other and they for six months, they didn't really interact. Really? But, like, I could call any of them today right now and, mm-hmm. and be like, what's up? And uh, But they didn't all have relationship. But, yeah, I, I was glad I did it. Um, I really did think that it was going to do more for my singing career than it ended up doing. That's why I would have done it. Yeah, that's why I did do it. Mary Ellis Bunham said, John, have you considered what this would do for your country music career? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, absolutely. And so... And then, you know, I got to do a lot of things since then, like challenges and travel to different parts of the world and, um, you know, got to go back and do a reunion and, and, and they paid me well for the reunion. So, I mean, it's it's overall a positive thing. I can't say, you know, that I, I have regrets, but um, um, it's not totally I didn't cool. say a regret. I yeah. just said... I'm, I'm glad. I would do it again if they called me, if they called me tomorrow and said, we want to do it with you again. Yeah. With a whole new group of people in a whole new city, I would do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think and it's a, a valuable. Check. Yeah, yeah, the check would be different. <laughs> but so it, they did not call you, uh, you know, multiple times to do the uh, do the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on challenge one. 
Keyword yeah. one. That's what I'm saying. Five like, and ten. Okay. I mean, there, I know there were guys that seemed like they're on there like 15 years. Like, yeah. How many times you're you gonna be on this challenge? Well, apparently some of them get to be on it till they win. Uh, now you now you've rubbed me. It's a sensitive uh, sensitive topic. Like Johnny Bananas has been on there 21 times. I know. And, I know. Uh, and dude, it's like their whole career. They they they're on the challenge every year. I stopped watching probably yeah. a while back, but I was like, I God, watch he, these guys on there yeah. every C- season. CT's been on there. I mean, he's won over a million dollars. Yeah, and he's what? yeah. No, he stays fighting. He stays fighting somebody. Yeah, <laughs> but he, they bring him back on the <laughs> and show. And I'm like, hey, uh, y'all remember me? I I, start, I started this show. So like, maybe you need to start acting a fool when you get yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. that's maybe. what it is. <laughs> Well, I mean, they left yesterday to, to South Africa for uh, a All-Stars challenge. Yeah, start acting a fool when you Yeah, go. I'm like, what I got to do? I got to get drunk and have one-night stands and, and get yes. up in people's face? Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> apparently so, because that's, that's what... Rip off the, wigs. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. So I'm sitting there watching that unfold, and now I'm sitting in Nashville, and you're talking about it like you were there, too. It's like, oh, yeah. There, I forgot there was a television camera was there. TV. Everybody was saw it. Oh, my God. What happened with ripping off wigs? I just made that up. Oh no, Dave! <laughs> yeah. You made that up. Yeah, David said he was going to rip off Tammy's wig. Yeah, you don't oh, remember really? that? And so Tammy's <laughs> oh, NFL yeah, boyfriend yeah. husband comes to the house. You didn't see the homecoming. I didn't see all of that. Oh my goodness! He said he was going to throw off, rip off her wig, and, and so she calls her husband. Her husband came, shows up, and he's huge. He's huge. He played in the NFL, and he's huge. And I don't know if I've mentioned to you that he's a large man. He's huge, he's and huge. he comes in our house. And the security guards, who are not as huge as he is, are trying to hold him back. He's going through, hey, yo, David, what's David look like? I'm like, this happened on your show. On the homecoming, not the 30-year crazy show, <laughs> yeah. the one-year-ago crazy yeah. show. And I'm like, Tammy, make sure that he knows that um, you know it's not a white country singer he's looking for because <laughs> this guy's big. And he's going through. Now, they had, they had you know, caught wind that he was coming over. Mm-hmm. And so they rushed David out of the house, and they took him to In-N-Out Burger. Because he said he was going to rip off her wig. I'm going to snatch your wig. It is, no, no. Let me tell you exactly what he said. I'm going to snatch that wig off your head faster than I snatched the blanket. That's what he said. Oh, shit. That's what Did that said. make TV? Yes. <laughs> They gotta go back and watch that. I haven't I miss, seen that. I he brings the thirty-year-old blanket back into <laughs> the equation, and I'm like, "Oh no, he did." And then you can put that blanket in the pop culture Smithsonian uh, at this yes, point. Yes. Oh, I wonder where that blanket is. That's a good question. That would actually. be. Uh, that would go. That, that should go into the Country Music Hall of Fame. Not the Country Music Hall of Fame. You could put it in the pop culture Smithsonian, yeah. right next to Archie Bunker's chair. And uh, Dorothy's ruby slippers. They probably threw it away, though. No, oh, we, they probably did. We got to find it. I did wonder if they, like, so somebody had to be renting this apartment. Somebody pa- did MTV pay somebody to move out of this apartment? I was about so to y'all say, how did that? they get the, the. A lady bought the house that we lived in 29 years ago when we. And she's lived in it ever since. No so they so pay her to move? We went back several times because we wanted to see the house. Real nice lady. We knock on the door. She let us come in. Yeah. And, uh, and we're like, yeah, we lived here. It was crazy. So when they started talking about doing the reunion, we called her. We're like, hey, has, uh, has Paramount or MTV called you about using your house? Well, no. And then one day she calls us. They did call me. And I said, uh, they offer you a good price to let, let, let us use their, your house? She goes, I can't tell you what they offered me, but I couldn't refuse. We're moving out. 
for about six weeks, and then we're moving back in. And, yeah. and so I don't know what they paid her, but they paid her good. I can't imagine. I good can't for her. Imagine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you again for coming hey, on. Hey, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. Uh, John Brennan, J-O-N-B-R-E-N-N-A-N underscore com on uh, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want to find him. He He's is on not. TikTok too. Yeah, he's on TikTok. He's not the EDM musician you find on <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify. No. <laughs> if it don't have a cowboy hat and says I ain't done singing yet, it's a yeah. different John It's, it's a black genre. album with a white, uh, what do you call that? Um, the, the, the bull's head. Long horns. Yeah, it's a long horn. What's a cowboy hat? Is it a cowboy hat? I thought it was like a. It looks like a. It kind of looks like bullhorns, but I it's, thought it was bullhorns. Is no, it not? Definitely a cowboy hat. Well, let me look. Yeah. yeah, it's a cowboy hat. So, it is. You would think the guy that made it would know. Yeah, um, so anyway. The guy that made it, his name is Eric in Owensboro, Kentucky. <laughs> Shout out to Eric. Eric, good job, Eric. All right, so thank you again. We greatly hey, appreciate it. thank you. It. Appreciate you guys. All right, y'all have a great week. Take care.